0: Hello and welcome to The Secret Layer, the home of gaming and geeks. We hope you enjoy our shows and if you'd like to support us, you can donate to our Patreon. Hello and welcome to D&D 101. My name's Niall.
1: I'm Connie.
0: I'm Jack. And I'm Blaine. Also another guest Dungeon Master. And also another new guest. Hello, Jack. How you Hello, there. Hello. <laughs> <Kenobi>. <laughs> Hello there. Hello. Uh, Kenobi. Hello there. Thanks for joining us, Jack. No problem. Anytime. Yeah. Um, how much... So this is a podcast where basically... We teach you guys, the people who know nothing about D and D, something about D and D. Um and hopefully some of it's going in. Jordan couldn't make it, so we've we've managed to scrape in Jack. You, have you played D D before, Jack? A couple of times. Oh yeah? Yeah. I yeah. played it
2: once I played it where we didn't have a dice, so we played it with a coin. What? And it was, yeah. So was it was that a with... that was with Lady. Yeah. So it was flipping flipping a coin for every choice. We did this like Lord of the Rings one where I was like, We had to start the journey of Lord of the Rings and every decision I made was a flip of coin. So I got attacked by a wolf and I was like, I'm gonna hit the wolf and it was like, No, you're not. <laughs> that oh, that was the whole. The whole thing was like, ah, oh, I'm getting punished all the time, and I just, yeah, I don't, I didn't make it to Rivendell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I died very quickly.
2: Yeah, I died very quickly. No, it's literally just like, oh, can you just give me a break? Can we just pretend that I didn't get fucked by the wolf? And then, and then we, you know, eventually got to Rivendell. Spent too much time in Rivendell. We basically, if the whole journey was just the hobbits chilling in Rivendell and just acquiring loot, that's pretty much what the whole thing was. Were and you then, all hobbits as well? No, it was, it was literally just it's, me. It was, it was, a was game me, that as him, and
1: the, a mate- Developed at school, so oh. that when they were walking home, they would just play it. As oh, who's one. that? Um, a family friend of mine. Oh right, um, All right. I was like, oh, I
0: was yeah, like, we were flatmates at uni, and oh, oh, we were okay. yeah. just
1: the the guy that you met in Spoons, Jack. Yeah, the other Jack, yeah, the other,
0: other Jack, Jack. Jack. <laughs> other Jack. Yeah, yeah, other Jack
1: yeah Good.
2: it was uh, it was yeah it was just very frustrating mm. wonderful.
0: yeah well uh blaine here is our resident expert on our next topic so we're continuing with the character- greatest race in <laughs> that's a that's <laughs> a statement that's <laughs> true okay uh yeah we're continuing with our player races and we are working on goblinoids uh Ooh. which is clearly your favorite yes they are the best <laughs> <laughs> wonderful well would you like to start us
3: off so there are three kinds of goblinoids okay. you've got goblins
0: Hobgoblins and Bugbears. Oh, what? Sorry. Oh, you Bug. know what? We should have just made them get fuck. I, I always do this. Every week I get you to like, all right, what do you think the difference is between all three? There we go. Okay. Cuz usually I'm like, what do you think goblinoids are? But yeah, we Goblins, kind of Hobgoblins, Hobgoblins
1: <laughs> and what was the Bugbears. Bugbears.
0: Yeah, so go on. What do you uh, just from hearing those three, are they're, they're the different goblinoid races. Mm. So what do you think that means?
1: Um all I can picture for the last one is uh. Is it Ewoks? The little yeah. ones in Star Trek? Star
0: yeah. Wars? Wow. Was that a good yes. guess? Well, it's not far off, really. Wow. There's one big difference. I was it. Yeah.
1: They're not nice and fun, I'm guessing. two <laughs> big
0: differences. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, those are kind of fun, they're not necessarily nice. Okay. Depends on your definition of fun, really. Well, we'll go into that. But what about you, Jack? What do you think? Um,
2: all I can think is that maybe hobgoblins are taller than goblins. Ooh. Um, I oh, I think I, was thinking I the other only way f- f- you f- thought hobgoblins would I've be small. Well, well was no, I've, kind of, yeah, like, wait, well, it would make sense. Grumpy. But I've I've seen a lot of other like in um, what is it? Uh, Fable, the Fable games, they yeah. have hobs. And hobbs are massive, right. I think. Oh no, hobbs might be tiny. But yeah, there's loads <laughs> of different. I've seen loads of media where there is hobgoblins and goblins, and I I don't know which one. If they're bigger, if they're smaller, if they're you know, yeah, fair From a different area, you know. Yeah, What's I mean, from? I
0: guess Spider Man logic. Goblins are green. Hobgoblins are yellow. <laughs> is that literally it of oh. Spider Man logic? <laughs> oh, oh, good. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. So any 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 ideas on a hobgoblin, Connie? Don't know.
1: It just sounds nicer than a goblin.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, what what do you think a goblin's like? I
1: think the only goblin that I know of really is in like Harry Potter with the is it the goblins that run the bank? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's and I don't think that's what they're going to be like.
0: What
2: small pointed eared? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. You know, yes. same with Lord of Rings. What? You know, okay, they're all pointy eared Oh wait, Spiderwick
1: Chronicles. They had like a little weird. goblin
2: Oh, they thing are cool. Oh, they had hobgoblins. They had hobgoblins.
1: And it calmed down if it ate honey.
2: Oh. I think they had hobgoblins. Okay. I think the, 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 the violent ones were hobgoblins and then the little one in Spiderwick Chronicles that he has in like a jar or something. Yeah. Maybe I'm completely making it up. I haven't
0: seen that movie. In years. I you know. was on the tube with the main actor from that guy from that film like a while ago. Freddie Haymore. Yeah, I think so. Ugh. It was either him or the kid that looks exactly like him. There was two child actors. It, it was uh, Thomas
1: Freddie Sangster or Freddie Highmore. They don't sure. look the same, but they were like the same time. Yeah, but
0: they I do watch look, a lot of They do look the same. Like let's be honest. Easily, easily replaceable with either one. Anyway, I was sat opposite one of them on the tube, and he. It was one of those like gentle, like I think. His partner was like chatting to it like a little kid. So there was like a lot of attention thrown his way. And It was one of those things where it's like you look at him and you're like, I know you are. And he's like, I know you know who I am. Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad you're not bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had my headphones in, so I was just bopping along. But you didn't know his name, did you? <laughs> that's, the that that's the thing the worst
2: thing is when you see a celebrity and inst- if you don't know their name you shouldn't say anything yeah, yeah. you go oh you're
0: that you're that guy you're like, yeah. no, no, that, that guy from Spiderwick Chronicles you're yeah, like, like no that's the other guy yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly like, but people you do Charlie and like,
1: the Chocolate Factory or are you Love Actually like there's yeah, yeah. two exactly. different kids oh
2: is that the kid he... right yeah the one from Thomas Brady Sangston yeah he's actually. the one in Game Friends as well yeah. and to me they're the same person. he's not aged in like 30 years he's like he's like 50 and he looks 20
1: you see him in you can look at him in Nanny McPhee and you're at. Him over ten years later in Queen's Gambit, and you're like,
0: yeah, same. In Game you of have friends. not it, changed. It, I, all right, I'll, it wasn't the one in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was the other one. It
1: was one in Anna McPhee.
0: Oh, so it was. So what's his so name? So it Thomas Brodie Sangster. Yeah, sure, that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more psyched to see
2: it, meet him. To be fair, because he's in everything, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like you know, not for long, but to be fair, coolest person
0: I met, Bill Nye. Oh, really? fucking A, Yeah, he was cool. He arrived early to a rap party just by himself. It was very cool. Oh my God. Very chill guy. Wait, wait,
2: Bill Nye, the yeah. science guy, or Bill
0: Nye? Bill Nye. Bill Nye. was <laughs> in, like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I put my hands up and then went, ooh and like sort of waved yeah. them, like as Bill Nye would. As in,
2: what's his name? Fucking. David Jones. David Jones, yeah. The yeah. yeah, Theodore. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah, yeah. That, how, yeah. Before... I thought you meant Bill Nye, the science guy. No. No. Nobody cares about him. Nobody gives a fuck. No.
0: Well, I'm Americans about...
1: do. Yeah, well. <laughs> but we're not in America. Exactly. So, goblins. Boom.
0: Yeah, so what are goblins, Blaine? <laughs> Educate so, us. Your basic goblin
3: is what you expect. Small, green, pointed-eared, uh, violent, oppressive, tricksy. Mm-hmm. Uh, hobgoblins are bigger. Did <laughs> I say it? <laughs> I, I say also, it? <laughs> your basic goblins are green. Your hobgoblins are more orange-ready. So hey. Spider-Man logic does apply. Wow. That's okay. Uh, but they are more martial. They make armies and are much more conquering base all ah, right mm-hmm. bugbears are big uh, the biggest they're about six seven foot tall very hairy kind of like chewbacca if we're going off the um, Star Wars.
1: so, so it's
0: interestingly okay. like an ewok but bigger
1: like chewbacca.
0: <laughs> they're also very stealthy and very lazy hence why um, i said they were fun yeah, yeah. do you know nice. what i mean a lazy person is the most fun person to hang around because they're yeah. always chilling you know
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah they are likely to kill you
0: yeah but still yeah, but fun. still, yeah.
3: It <laughs> just lays around waiting for people to get close and then grab them. They won't go out looking. They'll just wait till someone comes near them.
2: Oh, so that's where the laziness okay. kicks in. It's like, okay. oh, all the way over there. Nah. Literally, literally. But they
3: all bear their origins from the Feywild. So the same place as like elves and gnomes and things. Hmm. Uh, goblins were originally in the queen of the of air and darkness is caught so like the uh, winter fey kind of thing Mm -hmm. and we're gifted with the ability to always be able to find the weakness in targets bigger than them so they can always take down things bigger just by
0: knowing where to hit and how to take out the weak points and stuff
1: Mm -hmm.
0: nice i've actually got a picture of them so that's a goblin yeah for you very sort of like small pointed eared Yeah, yeah kind of i don't know hooked nose teeth yellow just look look a bit aggressive don't they that's a hobgoblin oof
1: that, look, that kind of has a face of a lion.
0: Yeah, kind of like
2: an urukai. Yes, although yeah. urukai just means oh. well, if you're picturing a nerd out a little bit scar <laughs> yeah.
1: scar from the Lion King, but his what face on a, on a human
0: body, mm. like a sexy Fancy. scar. Yeah, mm. and without a scar. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure some hobgoblins have scars, but like yeah, fully clad arm, and that's a bugbear. That's a 3.5 um, picture. Ooh, ooh, yeah, bulky, hairy. Right. They all have the similar nose. That's kind of like the, the like thing that cat's passes nose. over. Yeah, like a cat's nose almost.
1: I love watching videos of zookeepers boop like the lion oh, and like the tiger's cats. noses. Just so wholesome.
2: I was going to say, where have you seen a
3: bugbear in a zoo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and bugbears tend to live in the shadowed areas, very hidden away, and always like on the edge of vision. So they'd always just be the shadow you see out the corner of your eye. Mm. Before they garroted
2: you, is what they're known for. Oh, I thought you said they were nice. What does that mean? That's <laughs> s- piano wire. Strangle. Oh piano wire. yeah, that's that's in five,
3: That's what they were very famous for. They'd hide in shadows, and then when something <laughs> walked past, they just reach out because they have the longer arms than most creatures. Reach out and just garrot them, drag them into the shadows.
2: But li- with a garrot, with a garrot. Oh wow! Oh yeah, literally like spiders.
0: Hey, <laughs> hey, don't come in my cave. <laughs>
2: i'm a bugbear i'm a bugbear i'm just
0: trying to i'm trying to sleep in they here do also like a group of bugbears as a gang oh right well i think i think i might actually a mafia. start yeah <laughs> a mafia of bugbears yeah anytime anytime i uh do a bugbear now i think they're gonna be say, you know hey. hey hey let me tell you about my problems also let me correct you <laughs> i got long arms <laughs> Hey, I'm sleeping here. I would love to see that in a game. It's going in. It's going in. No, I actually not. make so whenever I listen to the podcasts back, mm-hmm. I make little notes of things that I'm going to put in the games
1: when, when, when eventually Jordan and I might be allowed to play. Yeah, years from now. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, couple in a decades one. maybe. Yeah,
0: when you're fully educated in the ways of D and D. And I can't
1: remember what hobgoblin is because it's been so long since I learned what hobgoblin. Do you remember
0: now? I do. Gone. It's <laughs> yeah. which means it's so long like ago, It's ten minutes ago. <laughs> no,
1: I was mean when we play the game. Oh, right, okay, it'll be yeah. so far in the future that I won't yeah. remember.
0: That's true. That's the aim. Okay,
2: what well, are they then?
1: Look like scar. That's... but stood up.
0: Any any <laughs> traits about them that you remember?
1: More yellow and orangey. <laughs>
0: wow! In one ear, right out the other.
2: <laughs>
0: See that Blaine? Nobody's listening to you. <laughs> Nobody's. <listened> to you. <laughs> I was. You're they're awesome. taller. For you
2: for years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I listen sometimes. I make notes. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. We did spend a long time making a lot of notes. That was good fun. Reading back on them were very funny. Was that with the Dragon Queen? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that campaign with Mobius Dickus Mobius Dickers. <laughs> that was a that was a throwaway line that became a full side quest. Oh my god. You enter a tavern and there's an old man looking for was it what did you
3: say? It was just an old man in the tavern and you said that he was on the hunt for Mobius Dickus Yeah. So then I went home and wrote a full story of what Mobius <laughs> Dickers did to him. So later on in the campaign campaign
0: so it's actually like the next hunting. session wasn't it because we were playing the next day that was like near the end of the session
3: i thought it was a couple of sessions after it's after because you got there met him then dealt with the hags
0: oh and then after the hags went hunting for mobius <coughs> stickers the yeah. hags oh yeah this was with david wasn't it david and big beer yeah sorry enough for, right. less less about our games of D D. more about
3: goblins so hobgoblins Uh, were found in the courts of the Feywild Mm -hmm. and they're the ones that keep up with the Feywild uh, gift of reciprocity. So whenever you help someone there is a magical bond between the giver of help and the receiver. Mm -hmm. So that kind of goes through all of their things. So they're the most likely to make deals and alliances with other races around the world because they help them. They are Whoever they help
0: are bound to help them back. Oh, for the for context, the Feywild is essentially like a reflection of the main world. So the main world's like Earth, yeah. essentially. And then you've got these reflections, ones called the Shadowfell, which is very similar to like Stranger Things, the Upside Down. Yeah. yeah. And everything is just dead and dark and shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then there's the Feywild, which is like the complete opposite where everything is full of emotion and full of life. This is like a place where the more powerful you are, your mood actually affects the weather. So, like, if you are a powerful enough character, like, I'd say at level 10, you'd probably start having these effects. Yeah, You would, like, if your character got angry, there'd suddenly be a thunderstorm mm. above you. How would you get there? Is there, like, a bust? Uh, <laughs> 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 That's pretty good question. Yeah. Technically
3: <laughs> elf. Can take you there, so you could have yeah. Feywild
0: wild elf bus drivers, drivers of a sort. <laughs> yeah. mm. It's kind of like Narnia, you know, in this in the same ways that you get to yeah. Narnia. Like sometimes there's a wardrobe that you just walk through and you're in the Feywild wild. Sometimes falling through trees and things. Yeah, it's sometimes you go through a pool of water and you earn the Feywild wild, and you're like shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> really like just
3: walk too far into the forest and you're in the Feywild. Yeah,
0: I like the Wild because it's one of those things that, like, on the outside, it's very like, oh, this is really nice, but then on the other side, you could come across like a little like gnome or some sort of weird thing, Red and be cat. like, oh, yeah, can I get your name? And you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's Bob, and then that'd be it. You'd never be able to say your name again because that creature took your name. Yeah, usually when people picture the Feywild and the
3: elves, they picture like the summer cart which are all nice, and growing trees, and, and then the winter court hunt people for sport. Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh yeah. It's oh, a real place of
3: craziness. It. That sounds cool.
1: The dark side of the But filter. everything's there, it's
3: kind of, like capricious and will help you just to further its own gains. I need and a fucking dictionary.
2: What the fuck does capricious mean?
3: Blaine's good with his words, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, he's Jeez. very good with They're that. very... Uh, it's hard to know what they want. Oh, okay, yeah. The motives are hard to pin
2: down. This is Fickle. playing D&D with Blaine, <laughs> by the way. Fickle. No? I don't know.
0: Trixie. Trixie. Yeah. Trixie, Trixie, Trixie is definitely a bit. Yeah, but continue. Sorry.
3: Yeah, so they all originate in the Feywild, uh, with their own cultures, their own gods, and then Maglubliet came. Oh, I've been saying that wrong for years. Maglubliet. I've been saying Maglubliet. Maglubliet. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely right, right. I think I've it, said it about seven times this morning, Maglubiet. and completely just it doesn't the mean anything anymore. Maglubliet
2: yeah. sounds pretty badass. Maglub.
0: That's that's, that's what. Yeah,
2: yeah. And Magoob, mag- Magooblyat. 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 it's how it's spelled. Yeah, so that's
3: just
0: how I have always no, pronounced it. In fairness, I was I was doing some listening to that, and I think they said Maglub, fuck, fuck, It's because I'm used to saying Maglubia, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot
3: of words that just aren't going to make sense because of the way goblins do things and the, the pronunciation of the words and stuff oh, like yeah. Maglublia, booyag, booyag, nail bags, no bogs even. Yeah. Booyag is one of my favourite Booyag,
0: booyag, booyag!
3: It's because it means everything and nothing. It's yeah. brilliant. This is what goblins call magic. Just the base goblins. I don't understand what magic is, so it's just booyag.
1: Booyag.
3: Anything could be good. magic. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't know how it works, it's booyag. Booyag!
1: Ah. I'm so just going to do that when I see something. I'm like, ah! Booyag! Booyag!
3: <laughs> it's so cool. But sorry, Maglubia. M- 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 thank you. M- is Lube- the Lube- conqueror, and he came in and killed all the goblin gods, or most of them. There's about four... From the different races that remain, and drove them into twisted, oppressive creatures, and let them loose in the mortal realms in
0: Faerun. He is. I'm getting Sauron Sire- vibes. Yeah, he. You know what? In fairness, he is possibly the most metal god. Like in by design. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like black skinned goblin that stands sits lo- on a throne of burning iron. Yeah, Ooh. he's he's got claws, and his eyes are just fiery moats. He holds an axe which constantly drips blood, and his symbol is a bleeding axe. Pretty sure he's like an eldritch being, though, because he just came
3: from somewhere and killed all the gods and was like, you goblins are mine now.
0: Yeah. He's just like, in terms of design, fucking metal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he fights the um, orc god, Grumsh. Okay. So they're, they're, what plane of existence are they on? Uh, It's the square one, where all the planets are square. <laughs> Off the top of my head I can't remember. Oh fuck! I'm gonna find out because I can do mine not gonna Give me one second. Hold up That is
1: hundred percent an Eddie Munson
2: is
0: character he's gonna make Taking him fight
1: flowy. in Hellfire. Mm. He's gonna be like, ah oh, yes. So is god.
2: is this Melakoff guy, I know he's not called Melakoff, but you know whatever. Is he like a is he like a god or... yes he's okay. now the
3: he's
0: the god of goblins and goblinoids, but he just came in and conquered. Ah. He's on the um plane of Arkron and um essentially there's a great story i fucking love this so grumsh and maglubaya are kind of at this internal war so like when goblins die they and if they're worshippers of Ma- Mag- Maglublia, thank you <laughs> um they they essentially go and are reborn in their heaven uh, in, in Arkron and are basically now part of a war between orc heaven and goblinoid heaven and they kind of take place on two separate planets which are square i believe and there's a great story where grumsh was like uh, uh grumsh has got a bit of a temper and he was like i'm fucking sick of this shit and took his realm his planet and just crashed it into <laughs> into Maglubiet. Magluviat. that's pretty metal uh, right yeah right i i, I really want to do a little campaign set there where it's like part you know what i mean you get to a point in the planet and what you actually see is another atmosphere slowly encasing yours and it's just like a mountain but actually it's another it's reverse gravity it's mm. like it's a whole nother and you just planet start going... yeah if you want to climb planet. you if you want to get to the other planet all you have to do is climb a mountain but it's heavily contested because that's essentially where the war's taking place where this other planet is just <laughs> Into into Such
3: an arc thing to do.
1: It? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I'm going to crash.
0: Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck your mum and fuck everything. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I care not for my safety or my
2: planet <laughs> as long as it's dead. End. So Mag- <laughs> Maglubian. Oh, it's not metal. That Mag- is not a metal name. <laughs> it's a very metal character, and then you've given him the stupidest name. Maglublu. Maglub. It's just
3: picking letters at random. It makes sense. Really. Yeah. Maglobian. That's
2: D and D. So he's yeah. the he's the goblin. God, yeah, yeah, the main one, and then the the orcs
0: are kind of rivals of the goblins. Different race, yeah, different race entirely. But that's in that's in heaven. I think I believe that in in kind of the material plane, there's not that much of a rivalry, is there between orcs and goblins? Oh, I might might be wrong. uh, Goblins pretty much hate everyone, Mm. Uh, so it's just a
3: case (laughs) of they'll fight with orcs because they have similar ways of raiding and pillaging. So Mm. it's fighting over land more than anything. But they'll fight anyone who comes close to them. Goblins Mm. and
0: orcs. It's not like the blood feud between elves and orcs. No. That's some crazy shit, which you know Sounds about. Sounds
1: like a pretty shitty afterlife, though. Like, eternal oh, war. I'm dying and I'm going to heaven. Oh, shit, there's fighting. i well, most
3: again. afterlifes are eternal war,
0: really. Yeah. The Nine Hells, the Abyss. The Abyss. Yarsgard. Yeah. Uh, Mount Celestia. Mount Celestia's a bit more chill, in fairness. But everyone there's getting ready to
3: fight. Yeah. When you blood to to the blood war the yeah, Arvindor's pretty. You're cool. just kind
1: of chilling you go get back there. down. No, no, but they they stay for there a bit for like yeah. ten
3: minutes. It's like, oh, this is really pretty, oh awesome
2: shit.
1: Yeah, but then they just go back down to Earth and they're like, oh, I had a good break. Now I'm a baby again.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I can dream. <laughs>
0: I can could, I could dream, Harold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can
2: dream, Harold.
0: Yeah, this this Genna's a bit. The Beastlands is a bit crazy as well.
3: Depends where you are in the Beastlands. Like the edge of the Beastlands is great. It's just rabbits and flowers and meadows. Inside, it's werewolves and. Panthers and horrible creatures and dinosaurs.
0: And dinosaurs. There's a Elysium's alright. Yeah. You just might forget <laughs> when you're there. Mechanus is alright. Oh, yeah. Mechanus is pretty cool. You become a little robot yeah. and eventually just march over the forgotten realms every couple hundred years. I love it. I like to think that Mechanus is just Cybertron. Yeah. That's like in my head, Mechanus is just Cybertron. transforms whoa, 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 whoa. I-
1: that Means nothing to Transformers.
2: me. Transformers.
0: Okay. Yeah, you know, you know, what's Transformers. Seriously. Ah, hey, Optimus Prime.
2: Yeah. Optimus Prime. I have only I know it from just... the Shia LaBeouf movies. Oh. I'm one of these people where it's like, I never watched Transformers, and then I was like, oh, Shia LaBeouf is sick. And everyone's <laughs> like, fucking hate Shia LaBeouf. I'm like, oh, okay. Do you okay. say
1: Shia LaBeouf?
2: I don't know. What's the fucking name? LaBeouf? <laughs> yeah. It's LaBeouf,
0: isn't it. It's pretty buff. It's pretty LaBeouf. It's pretty, LaBeouf. Is pretty, LaBeouf. Is
1: pretty <laughs> fucking
0: buff. <laughs> 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 running for your life from Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Is it LaBeouf? Fuck.
2: Lebef, Shia LaBeouf. Shia It's Magla... ...Buff. Magla Buffett. Magla I'm now going to picture him as Shia Buff. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, just just Shia LaBeouf, but like obsidian skin yeah, with obsidian claws skin. and burning eyes. Giant axe.
2: Same personality, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: with his bugbear gangster followers. Yeah.
0: Hey, we follow... Shane Magla Buff.
3: So, yeah, he conquered all of the races. And while they don't see themselves, they don't congregate together on purpose. But if a goblin meets a hobgoblin, they take it as a sign from Maglubliot that they have to come together to create a host to conquer the world. Hmm. So it's normally separate tribes of them. And then once they meet,
0: it's like, now it's time for a war. Mm. It's the ranking order as well, isn't it? It's (laughs) Goblin, Bugbear, then Hobgoblin.
3: Yes. Hobgoblin are the most martial they have. They actually train for war. They have uh, monk orders. They have wizard schools, uh, full citadels with uh, different legions and ranks of army and soldiers. Bugbears have small gangs that just kind of hide in the woods. When something gets close, they kill it. That's about it. Mm. And goblins just run around stealing things. Mm. From they start with like gems and stuff. Then once they get away with that, they'll start stealing livestock and sheep and cattle. And then once they're with that, they'll start stealing people. And eventually, the town will either be slowly whittled down by goblin raids or just end up fighting them off. Mm. I'll get some adventurers to deal with them. <laughs> It's usually how adventures start. Yeah, goblin raids. It's a classic, isn't it? They are the typical punching bag of D&D.
0: Yeah, they are fun. They're fun to, like, play. There's a really good example of this from Warriors of Waterdeep, which I played Mm. with Roll Together. Our first sort of mission was goblins and it was possibly one of the funniest things we've done cuz what we i think we were like level 8 or something okay and we were thrown at goblins which goblins are traditionally your level 1 bad guy okay. so we were level 8 and we just tore through <laughs> it was it was almost unfair really <laughs> It is
3: because goblins are cowards, yeah. so the minute the fights, they'll run or they'll beg for their life.
1: Oh, interesting.
3: Yeah, they if they can't win, they ambush, they set traps, If they, they won't enter a straight-up fight because they're just, they're smaller and weaker than most of the race, so they can't win. It's <laughs> good fun. And then once they do get in a straight-up fight, they just cower and beg.
1: Don't kill me, please.
3: And then once you don't and turn your back, they'll stab you in the back. Trixie, 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 Trixie. You love goblins. I do really like goblins. You've played two goblins, haven't you? I've played two goblins. Both of which were very fun. One yeah. you don't like. Yeah, for legit reasons. It was, it was no a piece di- of shit. No one died. I'm, what? No one died. You died. No one else died. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Didn't you kill one of the bad guys as well?
3: I think I killed three of them. But they were the bad guys. That was fine.
0: Well, was it? Was it? Uh, all right. For put this To put this in context, right? We're playing this um, high-level magic campaign where everything's very steampunk. Airships, guns. That, you know, uh, the basically the ruling class were magic users that oppressed uh, the the um, the non-magic users uh, using magic and technology essentially. And you need like a magic passport. If you want to be a magic user, you need to be trained and you're part of this order, which are called the Magisters. And uh, we were playing the Magisters. We were playing the bad guys. It was really fun. It was a really fun evil campaign to do. And it was political intrigue. We were literally trying to snuff out people who were in the Magister order, trying to resurrect some sort of weird dead cult. That yeah. was almost worse than the Magisters, which was hard to do because the Magisters <laughs> were already pretty bad. And I was playing um, part of me and someone else were playing brother and sister. Mm. And I was playing the youngest sibling who was a sister who had nine brothers because one of them was dead. Yeah. So eight, there was eight more, wasn't there? After yeah. After that. I think so. Yeah.
1: That's a lot of siblings.
0: It was so the whole idea was that it was like very like family oriented. And it's like their family dynamic was like, you know, family is everything, family is everything. Now compete with each other (laughs) and like prove which one of you are the best. And it was a matriarchy with just a mother, there was no father. And my character, who was the youngest daughter, was seemingly the only daughter, the only daughter was seemingly hated the most. Anyway, to put into context, essentially, um we played I played the youngest somebody played my older brother and Blaine ended up playing one of our eldest brothers so we were all level 10 11 and Blaine was level 14 cuz he was the older brother which was fucking sneaky we didn't fucking <laughs> I, I didn't realize I, I, I that I didn't
3: ask for it and Mike was like you can play a higher level if you want and I was Bastard. like yeah of course <laughs> of course I will of course <laughs> I know, I'll, I'll take be that. the best one here
0: <laughs> and um Blaine basically during we were on an airship and part of the problem was that there was this like monsters that were just ra- they were called the chaos or something like it? beasts of chaos or something yeah. kind of thing mm. and they were just tearing through the lands and blaine blaine had this staff which is a magic item and i think if you rolled a nat one the if,
3: yeah when you cast a spell through it you made a save if you failed you got possessed by the spirit in the staff yeah Ooh. so the first spell i cast I got possessed obviously it was very funny uh And then the staff, the spirit in it only wanted to escape, but it could only escape by the staff being destroyed. So I was like, well, he just smashed the staff then, because he wants to die and escape. So he smashed
0: the staff over his knee and blew up the airship. And of course, there's rules for that.
1: You've vaguely heard that before, I think.
0: Yeah, so Blaine snaps the staff Mm. and explodes the whole airship, which is his first mini explosion that Blaine did. It wasn't minute. Uh, It was pretty fucking big. Anyway, we barely survived that. I had to drag, like, two dead bodies to... Oh, no, one dead body, one unconscious body to the escape pod and had my 2nd in command, who was another player character, who was, like, my bodyguard, um, help me get everybody off. Anyway, Blaine's character was then replaced by his 2nd in command called Raktik. Raktik. Who we very lovingly named (laughs) Ratshit, who was a goblin. With control issues. And... We're all family, right? And then this goblin comes in with his bodyguard, who was another player character, and essentially was trying to tell us what to do. And we were like, fuck you. The only reason we listen to our brother is because he's our brother. We don't give a shit who you are. <laughs> and we snuck into this, like, we, we found out a little bit of information about, you know, the political intrigue, who was betraying who kind of thing. we followed this betrayer to a warehouse full of artillery. And, and ordnance And weapons. Mainly bombs. Mainly bombs. He, he literally, Mike was DMing and he literally said, it's ordinance. So that was the warehouse. Full of ordinance. And within that warehouse, we overheard a conversation between this betrayer and this group of assassins, which my bodyguard used to be a part of. <sighs> So they wanted to follow that story. So a conversation started to happen and we were just sort of like keeping everything low, keeping everything low, keeping everything low. And then Blaine. No, we, we were rumbled first. They we knew were. we were there. Yeah, because they were, they were assassins. Like if yeah. they didn't know that they were getting They're snuck upon on them. Yeah, assassins, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: But and we, I, I tried, we tried to arrest them or talk to them No, or you tried to arrest them. <laughs> yeah, I was doing what we were supposed to do. Fucking and horrible. then they tried to run. So I cast Fireball. Fireball or Chain Lightning or something. It was Fireball probably fireball uh and michael's like are you sure you want to do that this place is full of explosives (laughs) i was like well yes Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, did i fucking stutter
3: is there a point where i can get like get not many not no explosives like roll an icon to check and see and i rolled in that one so i blew up the warehouse (laughs) with us all in it
0: (laughs) technically we should have died yeah but michael was very gracious and gave us like a chance to get out my character every, everybody else got out and my character like i failed a few checks not one. i didn't but, get out fuck you uh I, you tried to you've turned into a bird and flew into a window yeah. and you failed you failed your strength check to get through the window and just this bounced is why goblins
3: it. don't do magic
0: because they're not good at it <laughs> you give a
3: goblin fireball
0: and everything explodes <laughs> uh, it was like i think i think as as you you turned back into a goblin, and as I was trying to make my way out, you tried to help me, and you were like, he "Tried to banish you." Yeah, to, to basically that would have made sure that I was safe. Wow, yeah. but you have to make a wisdom saving throw. or choose to fail it, and Blaine, you know, very well played, didn't tell me what the spell he was casting was, so I couldn't meta game. And he said, "I'm I'm casting this spell," and so I was a like,
3: "Telepathic link." So the
0: yeah, just like trust me, because I could do that, couldn't him. I? Yeah, I was the telepathic yeah. link, and he's he said telepathically to me, "Trust me." And I said, fuck you. <laughs> and be- and la- I think it was the last role just made it out the door. And it was very tense. Blaine had killed himself twice in in like... Two sessions. Yeah. <laughs> and that was his first goblin character. Then your second goblin character... Grom. Grom was so much better. Okay. So this was the same world and I was running the game. And essentially it was like, instead of playing the bad guys, we're playing the good guys. So mm-hmm. it was the last of the resistance. And Grom was a... Like a witcher, basically. Just sort of like a mercenary ranger, Yeah. With, with a, a pet spider. spider. Called Pup. Pup. And That's you loved adorable. that spider, but I think a character trait that you decided to have was that Grom never showers, or cleans, or washes. He had a charisma of
3: three, and he lived out in the wild, so I was like, he just doesn't take care of himself. Like the witcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he used to sleep... In it like his spider would uh, spin the web and sleep like upside down with its legs wrapped around and grom would be sleeping in this like that's in the spider's cool.
2: legs. Yeah. spider hammock
0: yeah. yeah that's dope it was it was How a very big cool
1: thing your character. fucking pet spider oh, it was a
0: giant spider a giant no, spider okay. yeah it's bigger than grom yeah right okay he'd ride it into battle
1: so i was thinking like this and you had spider guns. you can put <laughs> under your arm. i
0: didn't have guns oh no he Yeah,
3: he was on his own in the wild. He didn't want to tell everyone where he was. That's no, true. true.
0: It was very fun. There was like a little. There was like a little. Um, the, their sort of like first interaction was in this tavern where there was some guards sort of like making a fuss, and they were being really horrible to the other patrons. And and they would like they brought in the the severed head of their the resistance leader. I was really trying to push the players into you know doing something, doing something. You know what kicked off a fight? One of the guards kicked pup. because <laughs> Blaine said that whatever they were doing, oh, it was the head, the yeah. head. Blaine said, oh, well, it's my spider. I feed it human meat, and I feed it, like, stuff, so it's going to go for the head. And I was like, oh, well, the guard kicks it as it comes over, and Blaine was like, what? <laughs> Nobody kicks Pop. Rolling a ship.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was, like, these only friend in the world, because the tribe he was from was all, like, he was the runt and the weakest, mm. and Pop was the runt of, like, the clutch of spiders. So when a goblin was basically nearly killing Pop, he killed the, go- the other goblin. And fled with Pup. Yeah. Only friend in the world, so no one could hurt him. So as soon as he got kicked, he, I pulled out my an arrow and shot the guy. And then <laughs> I, I cast
2: fireball and blew everyone up.
3: <laughs> I didn't. I had a very limited magic in that one. I couldn't do
0: fireball. Otherwise Half I cast would've. it, yeah. yeah I would have fireballed. It was a good game. I, I do think we should go back to that at some point. Yeah. We've got a lot of games we need to go back to. I just <laughs> wanted to stab people. It was good fun. You did a
3: lot of stabbing. Yeah, like that invisible wizard that we were trying to interrogate. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, because magic's highly controlled Uh, there was like a a, a scientist who basically started making potions and Mm. potions are highly controlled because otherwise everybody would just have magic and we can't let commoners have magic so this scientist is creating magic potions and super paranoid that his work was gonna be like found out and he was gonna be killed so he faked his own death and had permanently turned himself invisible (laughs) through alchemy and he can't turn back. And essentially, there was this whole game where they were all searching his house. And I kept being like, they were like making perception checks and looking for stuff. And as soon as somebody got high enough, they were like, there's something moving in here. And it's a naked wizard. <laughs> it's a naked <laughs> wizard scientist who'd made a potion. It was really fun. What
1: are you doing in my house?
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them were like based on Victorian kind of like stories. So okay. the Invisible Man, that was that wizard. But there's still <laughs> a lot There's still a lot more to go. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Goblins, those are the two goblins you've played. Yes. More about goblins.
3: <laughs> More about goblins. So yeah, they, uh, when they meet another goblinoid, they come together and form a war host. goblins are the leaders. They command the military. Bugbears kind of serve as your scouts and assassins, and goblins just work as the shock troopers. They also uh, tame the beasts, so they'll have wolves and spiders <coughs> and things that they ride into battle. And they also keep the slaves, so they'll capture people and break them. A big symbol in goblin kind is the whip, because the one surviving goblin god that Muglubliate left was, like, the god of oppression and slavery. And so in goblin society, if you know how to make a specific kind of whip, a specific colored whip, then you are the top of the food chain. Because you control the whips and
0: therefore control the objects of this god's domain.
2: Okay, Interesting. Yeah.
0: So I guess I guess something to kind of like preface this whole sort of subject with is the fact that like traditionally in D and D, and this is something that they're stepping away from with Monsters of the Multiverse, is like goblins are monsters and goblinoids were monsters and you mainly fought against them. But I think 3.5 is when they started making them player races. Is that right? Yeah. And something that D and D is trying to do is sort of step away from like making player races all bad. Do you know what I mean? Like. Mm. The essential story about goblins is that they kind of lived like a peaceful life, Mm. or, you know I mean, a tricksy life, and then this elder god came in out of nowhere, killed their pantheon, and then now uses them as his armies.
3: Killed their pantheon, and any of the goblin heroes that opposed him, he just
0: struck down. Yeah. Wow. So he's kind of like, he's the reason that goblins are monsters, Mm. and are, are considered monsters throughout the game, but that doesn't mean that when you create a goblin as a character... It has to be. Which is a which is kind of like the fun part yeah, of the There are a lot goblin. of
3: stories of like goblins that have turned their back on Maglupia and have decided to stop oppressing and being the monsters and tried to kind of join society. But they are very there's a lot of prejudice against them because they are the ones that most commoners have had bad dealings with because they've stolen things from them. They've taken they've taken food supply and stuff. So uh if you play a goblin in certain worlds, depending on the DM a lot of common folk won't like you. Are will be cautious around you because of your race.
0: Yeah, mm. and like ho- I guess hobgoblins are kind of like the scariest, really, because especially if they worship Maglubite. Sorry, m- m- Because fuck- uh, they're the most tactical. So yeah. if a if a hobgoblin horde actually appeared with a horde of bugbears and goblins, that's fucking scary. Mm. That's legit. There's like
3: the Conquering Host which was the largest, and they conquered most of Faerun before being pushed back by adventurers.
0: And there's so many cool, like, you know, you were saying about like, there's monk yeah. hobgoblins, and this is all in the, mon- the monster manuals and stuff. But, like, my favourite ones is the wizard ones. They're called Devastators. It's Devastators, yeah. <laughs> they only a, study evocation. So, literally, the only spell they really know is Fireball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it devastates.
0: Exactly. And it's just, like, hobgoblins that cast spells is very scary because, like, they well especially the um the old stuff the legacy stuff had martial martial versatility so as a base race thing your character knows how to use a weapon it's like from childhood you've been trained how to use a weapon and then you can choose to be a wizard so you're a wizard that knows how to use a sword they're very much designed to
3: be like spellcasters, like blade singers kind of you can fight just as well in melee as you can with magic so you they're very good cl- uh, races for people wanting to make, like, hybrid builds between fighters and casters. Yeah. Mm. A good dex build, mm. like, with a short but sword. They're or also yeah.
1: cowards. Hmm?
3: No, they're no. very brave and honourable. Okay. They So another trait they have is they don't like people seeing weakness. Okay. So when they fail something, they can basically choose to give themselves advantage and re-roll it, be, as long as they have an ally within a certain, I think within 30 feet of them. Yeah. Because okay. they don't want to be seen as weak. <laughs> so they're very proud and honourable.
0: Yeah. So that, it also means that they're quite they'll stand by their word, which is kind of a trait that falls over from the Feywild. Yeah. Even a goblin or uh, even a hobgoblin that's like of Muglublia.
2: Hey. So uh, they're not tricksters or deceitful like goblins? No, no, not
0: really.
3: They're the most common to be found because they often get mercenary work. They'll have a small camp near towns
0: yeah. and they'll work for them, provided they're given food and tribute, basically. Hmm. But they can easily sway like a tribe of goblins or bugbears that are a bit superstitious. Like if you were playing a hobgoblin that's not about maglubia and anything like that. You could just be like, you know, if you if you, you know, you, maybe your first mission is to go fire goblin camp. Mm. That that would just swing in your favor massively because you turn up and they'd be like,
1: "Oh my god, hail, hail the og goblin." Mm. <laughs>
0: yeah, they'd believe it's a sign from Maglubia and
2: it's mm. time to conquer. Exactly. So you'd have a little army with you.
0: Wow.
2: So what's the difference between goblins and orcs then? What's the difference between the goblin races and the orc races? Uh origin mainly there's no connection between them in
0: D D. It's very yeah. Lord of the Rings is goblins and orcs. Yeah. Whereas in D D, orcs are their own thing. Yeah. They're literally just like they We we've got a whole episode that covers it. Maybe hey. Hey, hey, you should, go, maybe go you should listen. Yeah, listen. Yeah. 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 I will <laughs> but yeah they're from a different god. They've got a whole different creation plug myth. Plug it. I will. I'll plug this own this own show's own episode. <laughs> Uh, we also have another show called 201 where the DMs talk about DMing. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, they're, they're completely different. They look different. They act different. Their societies are kind of similar in the sense of what Blaine said.
3: Very martial, very yeah. built on raiding and pillaging, but they go about it differently. Goblins, yeah. more stealthy. Bugbears are just opportunity. Hobgoblins build armies. Orcs are just raiding parties and more like tribal war bands. Kind of like Vikings.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> I find it interesting that Bugbears the assassins and the scouts like long
3: arms it's sneaky all of their racial features point to so they can fit in spaces small that only a small creature could fit in so like if a goblin could fit in it a bugbear can fit in they're fuck off massive
2: aren't they yeah Yeah. they're naturally stealthy so they're already proficient in stealth that's interesting because i was imagining like kind of like trolls you know like Bigger, they larger. Are, yeah, yeah. Not, I wasn't going stealth. I was thinking, oh, you don't it's want to run into the them because The big gift strong.
0: they were given was the ability to just lurk in the shadows. Wow. Well, that's, that's kind that's of the cool. fun thing about bugbears is that they look so like brutish and scary. And then it's like sneaky, 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 sneaky. But they're stealthy because they're
3: lazy. Yeah. Like they got given the gift and rather than using it to further themselves, like, well, that means we don't have to move. <laughs> the, the prey will come to us because yeah. they won't see us. God, it's cool.
0: They're very cool.
1: It's kind of almost like that like introverted, and it's like I'll just go away, and nobody knows I'm there. I'm hiding until oh, here I am. Peek-a-boo.
0: Yeah, better go you. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> hey. hey, hey, hey!
0: You came to the wrong. This is the wrong forest, buddy. You get you come in the wrong forest. Oh no! Looks like I'm gonna kill again.
2: Nobody shifts meth through this neighborhood but me.
0: <laughs>
2: you got that goblin myth. Get out of here.
0: Any more blood? uh racial features uh let's do a bit more law stuff because i know you've got a little uh, you got another little uh, so thing that you as well uh
3: mm-hmm. in eberron which is another sort of D world mm-hmm. different to feyru goblins were the dominant race the goblinoids ruled the kingdom they ruled all the lands until uh the aberrants from the underdark came out and basically wiped them out almost there mm. Kingdom was destroyed and the other races kind of rebuilt on the top after being enslaved by them. So the goblins in that are also very looked down upon because they once enslaved a lot of the world and they're now just a fraction of what they once were. Like the mm. British Empire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was satire. <laughs> Calm
1: down, Hugh Dennis. Sure.
3: Yeah, they're, in most worlds, they're very looked down on and tricksy they're not really treated as equal as the other races. It's getting more now with the addition of the way the kind of additions evolving, but they're always your typical level one monster. Mm. Especially goblins and bugbears, especially hobgoblins, can run a few levels above, but your early game is usually dealt with goblins and hobgoblins and bugbears, and then you just get to a point where you're one-shotting them there's no they're not mm-hmm. a threat anymore because they're very weak
0: that's D&D for you though isn't it yeah <laughs> you know what I mean suddenly you become the big fish like level one you're like Hah! and then by level eight you're like <laughs> but then there's always a bigger fish exactly there's always a tiamat there's always a
2: Tirasque right always a <laughs> what are the oldest creatures in D&D like what was what was the first
0: creatures vampires dragons uh, I'm trying to think of first edition stuff goblins goblins yeah.
3: kobolds orcs yeah, typical fantasy stuff. Which, so yeah. they
2: were all present on, on the in the realm. Oh, you mean historically? Yeah, historically. No, I mean like historically. Uh, humans yeah. were the first. Uh, and then there were races
3: before that created a lot of the other races. So it was mm. like lizard folk, uh, yanti, which are like snake people, uh, arokochra, which are bird people. Uh, giants
0: and dragons. Giants,
2: dragons, amphibians. Gods mainly. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting because loads of, a lot of... Uh, Mythologies have like an age of giants, followed by an age of gods, followed by an age of heroes. Yeah. So, when you're talking about fucking Tony Soprano, whatever he's called, Malak, Malakoff, what's his name? Uh, Moglubia. Moglubia, yeah. I'll get it. It, it <laughs> <Tiny> kind of. <Soprano. laughs> Tony Soprano.
0: Hey, I want you hey, guys yeah. to go start killing all these people with what the, the fuck fuck in them. Yeah, it's right? yeah. a thing called piano wire. Hey. hey. But that's yeah, how M'Gloobier sounds. Hey. I thought it was Shia Buff.
2: Yeah, Oh yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, sorry, Shia yeah.
0: LaBeouf. What does Shia LaBeouf sound like? Just do
3: it! Just do it! <laughs> <laughs> just, do it. just fuck him up! That's a very goblin attitude, to be fair.
2: <laughs> I want him to... He <laughs> better star as a goblin now in something. <laughs> <laughs> or, if you're out there, Shia it's no a big good, Yeah, if you're, you're out, out there, you need to do a D&D movie and you need to be M'Gloobier. Mag- mag- f- Maybe the it'll be the sequel
1: to to the Chris Pine D&D film that's coming
0: out. I'm very excited for that. I know,
1: I really want to watch it. Me three. I might actually understand it as well. Yeah, yeah a
0: little bit. You podcast, might have, oh, so. I get this. Tieflings and shit. Mm. Oh, but yeah,
2: yeah. So what you're saying about Muglabaoth and the idea of Muglabaoth killing all the goblin deities. pantheon, the gods and deities and stuff, just kind of reminded me of early Norse mythology, Roman mythology and stuff where you have the giants and they kind of give birth to the gods and then the gods are like, fuck you, and then they kill them all and then the gods die yeah. and then it comes on with the age of heroes and stuff. It's kind of mm-hmm. similar, but it sounds way more fucking complicated
0: because you've got so many realms. Oh, D&D is, D&D is nothing if not Complicated. Yes, nothing simple. Yeah. Also, everything contradicts itself. Mm. I'd be like, oh, this is what happened. But then there's this god over here that has supposedly existed before that doing things also. Like, the spell plague is uh, like a really big example of two different stories concurrently running that kind of tell the same story. Yeah. And and essentially, all that happened on the world as we know it was magic just turned off for a bit. And like, floating cities that were powered by magic just went... (laughs) You know, everybody who was casting spells were like, ha-ha! Oh. I mean, I think, I believe in the lore, magic went, like, it was a surge of magic, so everybody got really powerful for, like, a hot second, and then it just turned in, off.
3: Yeah, Mistara the god of magic, died, and so magic didn't work. Yeah. But then also magic stopped working, but at the same time made everyone ill. Yeah.
1: Oh,
2: mm. and what if they cast it? If they if they, they try cast to... it,
0: or just the generic magic around the world yeah. oh, turned right. to poison kind of thing? And like, there's two stories of like why the spell plague happened. There is the story of Carsis's folly, which was a wizard who essentially tried to attain godhood and accidentally killed the god of magic. But then there's this whole like in depth lore about Ciric, the god of trickery and evil, yeah. who killed Mystra. Mm. So you've got two stories there. That's interesting. Which apparently both happened, but.
1: They're separate. They're
0: separate, yeah. and like I guess in like it's kind of like almost like the mythologies do uh, like have this like metaphorical explanation for what is happening. Like in a, in a way, trickery was played upon Cassis's like mind, and he he mm. basically attempted something that was very well. He, he succumbed to the hubris of of, of arrogance, yeah. thinking that mm. he could become a god, and that killed a god. So in a way, yes, trickery and evil. Killed the yeah. god of magic. That's so
2: is—is <clears throat> is it a deliberate? Um... It feels similar to the way George R. R. Martin writes, where mm. the there's no the history is all because history is told from person to person there can be different interpretations yeah, and yeah. you can have one story and it, two stories are actually the same story yeah. or something didn't happen that way never happened that way yeah. is that is it a deliberate choice
0: I think I think it's a way to Sounds be vague like. and to be to, to for, for people to be able to especially when they're creating characters got you know yeah. crea- characters or worlds so like as a DM or as a player you just get to do whatever you want and you can believe that that's right and then your DM will kind of either correct you or go with that or offer five explanations for the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of law to support basically any choice you want to make. Yeah. Dragons believe that they create like their gods created the world. That's like yeah. dragons have this myth and there's like a whole poem and stuff like that, which is about how the world was created between Bahama and Tiamat and then after the spell played and, and magic went fucked
3: up. Dragonborn decided to use more magic and saw the creation of the world with Ao and Avatorial. Yeah. But still not everyone believes it's real because they saw a part of what could have happened and it's only a small sliver of the full story just to make themselves look better. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And Ao and Io are two different beings, apparently, but also the same. It's it's one of those wonderful things about D&D. Mm-hmm. That everything is correct and everything is wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. Have we done with lore? Have we finished I lore? think so. Great. Shall we do some stats? So, uh, do you want to start with the legacy stuff first? So,
3: bugbears get an increase to their strength by two because they're big, hulking uh-huh. brutes. They also have a dexterity increase by one, kind of cover the stealthiness. They're between six and eight feet tall and between 250, 350 pounds. So they're very big creatures. Uh, they can see in the dark uh, and they have uh, their traits are long-limbed. So when they make a melee attack, they have an extra five feet of reach. Which is very useful. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Most weapons are a five-foot reach as standard, so they get 10 feet. But with certain weapons like halberds and things, it's 15 feet. Jeez. So you can just hit things from far away without risk of getting hit. Awesome. Uh, they count as one size larger when carrying things to represent the strength and their powerful build.
0: So that's like you know certain spells will be like, oh, if it's a medium creature, then it'll be just a regular roll. If it's a large creature, then it'll be a disadvantage.
3: It's just carrying capacity and weight. So it's um, the amount they can carry and push and things so they can move things that like an ogre could move, even hmm. though they're not as big and as strong. There you go
0: then. So that's probably for your DM then more than anything. Yeah. Like if there was like a stone door that needed to be pushed, you'd make the DC lower for a bugbear. Yeah. Uh,
3: they're proficient in stealth just for naturally being naturally sneaky. Uh, they have surprise attack. So if they surprise a creature and hit it with an attack on the first turn, so if you like ambush something, they do an extra 2d6 damage. Essentially like the best rogue in the world. Best assassin because it only works at the yeah. start of combat. But assassins, their first feature is if they get a sneak attack, it's a critical hit. Hmm. So they'll do like I think at third level it's three d six sneak attack damage plus the two d six from sneaky plus like a short sword does a d six so that's six d six but because it's a critical hit you roll twice as many dice so it's twelve d six damage on the first turn of combat at level three will pretty much kill everything you need to fight as long as you can ambush it. Yeah, are they not a bit op? That build is. That build is, but you only have to have the ambush. So if you can't sneak up on something you can't get that bonus. Yeah. yeah, It rewards you for you're making a very specific character, yeah. but if you're not in what suits your character, you're not
0: as good as you would be out of it. Yeah. Mm. I, I played an Assassin Rogue, and I think I might have got that a chance once. That's on Warriors Waterdeep, actually. Worth listening to. We're all together. Shout out to them.
3: <laughs> yeah, it depends on the DM and what kind of campaign you're running, if there's a lot of option for stealth. And also, rest of the part, if you're playing with a lot of paladins and fighters in heavy armor, they're not going to be sneaking around. So if you do get a sneak attack, chances are you kill one thing and then seven know you're there and you're on your own. Hmm. Which is what Mike did and died. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he played an assassin rogue, snuck up on some cultists wearing the same robes as them, then stabbed one of them. He didn't kill the cultist <gasps> and the cultist and his four ma- mates turned around and stabbed him. Which he- character was that? That was Leslie. when we did. Oh, the, that uh, was Leslie? That was like the 12-player campaign I ran. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, it was like... I'll just sneak up on them. And then after he stabbed them, I was like, don't stab me, I'm your friend. Can I make a situation check? No, you stabbed them. <laughs> <laughs> they know you're not a friend. It's not an introduction.
1: He could have been like, don't worry, I got them, they're an imposter. And like,
3: but the guy don't... was still alive. The guy he stabbed was still alive, so...
1: Yeah, that just, that couldn't have gone well anyway. No, yeah.
0: he yeah. That was, very, that was good character building for my character. Because I was playing like a young boy that Leslie was kind of like his surrogate father.
1: And then he dies.
0: Second session. Classic Mike. <laughs> every session, second every campaign, second session. He's died. Oh, oh, he made it through mine. Okay, so it's just me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not a vendetta, I swear. No. No. But yeah, that's what bugbears can do.
0: Oh, they can also speak goblin. So goblin's yes. its own language.
3: Uh, then you have goblins. They get plus two to their dexterity, mm-hmm. small and nimble. And then their constitution increases by one, so they're a bit hardier than other races.
0: Uh Which I quite like. That it's like the idea that they really take a beating. (laughs) It's also could do like diet. They
3: live off fermented shite shite and stuff in caves and mushrooms and fungus and things. They Mm. have to be able to eat it. Mm. Although because they can't, they don't farm. They don't really hunt. They just steal food. So they're more
2: impervious to like poison and stuff. They'll
3: have
0: a better chance (laughs) of surviving it. Yeah, no inbuilt
3: resistance, but the con save is for poison. So because it's a bit higher, they'll be a bit better at it. They're about four feet tall very small very uh lightweight uh, they can see in darkness as well and they have fury of the small which is their ability to be able to hit the weak points so when you hit a creature that's larger than you and you are a size small so pretty much everything like the same as a halfling yeah like you can also hide in between other people's legs yeah. and stuff like a nice. halfling could uh when you hit a creature that's sizes larger than yours you can do extra damage equal to your level so you just hit it harder because you're small and
0: angry Wow. And it's called Fury of the Small.
3: Yeah, it's like That's one cute. of the
0: best abilities. <laughs> Doesn't
3: do much damage. It's not a big like game changer, but it's yeah. just I'm so angry that you're big, I'm going to hit you harder. Wow. And they have nimble escape so they can disengage or hide as a bonus action.
0: Which is really useful. I used goblins in an underdark campaign where everything's in the dark and literally they just kept attacking people who had like light on them and then just bonus action running away. Yeah. Very like <laughs> ambush guerrilla warfare tactics yeah. they use
3: and they can also speak goblin in common uh hop goblins have constitution increases by two so they're a lot harder a lot tougher and their intelligence increases by one because they're the smartest of the goblins mm-hmm. also really benefits the fighter wizard build because they have the hit points for the con and a bit little boost to the casting ability of intelligence yeah uh they're about the human size and human weight uh again have dark vision they have martial training so they can choose two weapons of your choice and light armor and you're proficient with that so you can you have some defensive capabilities even as a wizard and stuff
0: that's fucking that's so good like as a wizard you've got you can easily just take a ranged weapon a close melee weapon and then light armor like you instantly like got a better early AC game
3: when you have very little spell slots and stuff you yeah. can be like oh I'm out of spells well I'll just stab them or I'll shoot them yeah. and you're still not running out of stuff to do in combat. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and your constitution's better. Like, everything yeah. about it is just like... Very good as in, like, martial wizards. Yeah. And then they have saving face. So they will not show sure weakness in front of their allies. So when you fail an ability check, a saving throw, or you miss an attack roll, you can gain a bonus to the roll equal to the number of allies within 30 feet of you to a maximum of five. So if you have a full party of five around you, you just get a plus five to that roll because you don't want to be seen as being weak because stat- strength is status. If you miss an attack... You're weaker you might lose strength you lose status and stuff with the group mm. and you can do that once per short or long rest so it's not every role but it's enough that it can tip the balance in your favor
0: yeah five's a big number in D. yeah that's like a quarter of most difficulty checks
3: but to be fair proficiency bonus goes up to plus six or seven so it's yeah. similar to like end game proficiency mm.
2: and they can also speak
3: common and goblin
2: right wow. They're nice. pretty fucking cool. Can you <clears throat> can you mix races? Like, can you be like a half goblin, half hobgoblin? No, no. You'd probably have to pick a specific racial traits that you could probably roleplay.
0: That's actually a really good point. Yeah, there is there is a system built to do that because yeah. custom lineage is a thing. So, like instantly, I kind of said no there, but the truth is, is like yeah, yeah, you're right. you could before, you but with
3: uh, Tasha's calling of everything, yeah. and the kind of more freedom they are given players with creating characters, you could create uh, a hybrid
2: half goblin. Mm. half bugbear if you want it to be some kind of awful how does how does the skills translate though a gobbear is it kind of like a you you know maybe you won't be as stealthy
0: you'd but you might be it'd be a bug a bug (laughs) limb a bug limb
2: i think you just
3: off top of my head i think you just pick specific uh, racial traits like you pick your dominant ancestor so you'd be more goblin or more bugbear and that'd be the traits you'd get yeah okay
0: um so Basically, what we're talking about about the fact that the indie has given you a lot of like more things to explore. They re-released a lot of. Basically, most of the things we talk about now will have, like, the old stuff and then the new stuff. And they changed a lot for, um, well, they didn't change a lot, but they added some really cool stuff to um to goblins. So the newest goblin stuff is that they, um, they have basically pretty much everything that Blaine has just said, but they also have fey ancestry, which means they have advantage on saving throws to avoid or end charms on themselves. So charms are, like, s- something that a lot of fey creatures can do, hence why they would be able to resist that cool um the hobgoblins have some really cool shit mm. the the new hobgoblin stuff was like i, I was reading it so i think a friend of mine was telling me that hobgoblins are a lot more different and i was like oh that's a shame because hobgoblins are already pretty oh, cool they do have some really cool new stuff so <laughs> they also have this fey ancestry thing so that they're better at resisting charms and they've got something called fey gift and that means they can use this trait to take the help action as a bonus action and the help action is really useful, essentially. It just allows you to, like... As, as the help action, you can give another player advantage on an attack roll, <laughs> which is really useful. You can help... Yeah. You
3: can just... It's... Advantage on pretty much
0: everything Yeah, within reason. And you can do that a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, which is a lot. There's three. It starts off as two, and it you know, gets yeah. three, four, five, six. Do you know what I mean? And then at third level, when you use this trait to take the help action, you can choose an extra trait, one of the three options. You can have hospitality, where you and the chosen creature each gain a number of hit points, uh, temporary hit points, equal to a d6 plus your proficiency bonus. So that's just, you at know... third level, is going to be a maximum of an extra 9, 10 hit points. Which is very useful at third level. Uh, there's another one called Passage, where you and the creature you help can increase your walking speeds by 10 feet until the start of your next turn. So instantly, you both can... Like, if you're chasing someone, you just bonus action help someone, and you're both just like... <laughs> sprinting away and then one called spiked and until the start of your next turn the first time the creature you help hits a target with an attack roll that target that they just hit has disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes within the next minute yeah. so that's, that's all to do with that. Yeah.
3: The, the gift of reciprocity that they get from the fae that you help someone they owe you they help you kind of thing it kind of plays into that a lot
0: but then they they changed the um, they changed the for, the sort of like the saving face thing it's called fortune of the many if you miss an attack roll ability check or saving throw and fail one of those you can draw on your bonds of r- 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 reciprocity <laughs> thank you to gain a bonus uh, to the roll equal to the number of allies that you can see within 30 foot of you but it's only to a maximum of three mm. but you can use that more times yeah so in the old um. one you could only use that once per day in this you can use it as many times as equal to your proficiency bonus which again starting off is twice a day three times a day four times five yeah. six so it's it is kind of better it's more balanced really because yeah. mm. you get to use it more but it's less of it's effect. one of those once per
3: day racial traits players just kind of forget about. They're yeah. useful in the first like couple levels. Then you get more class abilities, more spells, more features that yeah. the once per day things kind of just drift off into
0: the background. And then I think Bugbears have the fey ancestry, fe ancestry again um but then they got the extra thing which was the old bugbears just got proficient in the stealth skill whereas with bugbears in the new update uh, in addition without squeezing can move through and stop in a space large enough for a small creature so that was that extra yeah, thing you can talked fit about into before. the space like a goblin
3: yeah mm. which does technically mean that like a halfling and a goblin a bugbear could sit between a fighter's legs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because it's... At the same right, time. Sorry, a bugbear Yeah, between... They can fit in the space of mean. a creature that's small. So if a goblin can fit under, like, a human fighter's legs, technically a bugbear can as well. Jeez.
0: Which kind of suggests that they're really bendy. <laughs> like, like, they just bend. Like, they're just weirdly oh movie. I'm picturing them, like full on yeah.
1: like squatting
0: yeah like unbelievably thing. flexible like con yeah. like, like a spider but what yeah.
2: can sneak into places
3: what yes. like an object for intimidation like you're trying to intimidate someone you just have this giant hulking bug bear squeezed between your legs yeah. it,
0: just says, it says without squeezing which suggests <laughs> that it's very easy for them <laughs> yeah <laughs> like they just sort of like woo-la, woo-la, and they're just like Expert arms bending the wrong way. yeah literally
2: it's <laughs> that a bug bear between your legs are you happy to see me <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, very good, very good, very good, very good. Wonderful. So, guys, uh, did we learn anything today?
1: Not really. Not really, no. Wonderful. No. No. Can, we, can we play now, though?
0: Uh, not really. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> thank you, Blaine, for coming on. It's been a pleasure, as always. No. Worries. We'll have to have you on again soon. And thank you, Jack, for coming on. Maybe you. you can be a bit more regular if you're free? Yes, please. Wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to a bit of, about Goblinoids. And you'll be gobbling up all this information and gobbling these nuts. Anyway, guys, (laughs) see you next time. I've been Niall.
1: I've been Connie. I've
3: been Jack. I've been Blaine.
0: Oh, And we've been D&D 101. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed, please leave a review as it really helps. A big thank you to our editor, Jack Sinclair and G McDermott for our cover art. If you'd like to check out any cool merchandise, head to littlelionslayer.co.uk where Julia, our resident blacksmith, has all our products up for sale. Uh, Until then, brave adventurers.